Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful to see everybody here. We, we know now with Jackie being ill how much the music is a, such an important piece of our worship service, but yet Pastor always keeps telling us those words that we were reading to pay attention to the words in that song we just sang. And when we were doing it as a reading, you really did have to pay attention to those words. And Pastor is ill, and we're sorry that he's out, and we know the Lord is surrounding him with love and protection, as he is our shepherd. And Pastor and I have a ministry that we do at Keystone Point, and this was our Sunday to do it, but we bowed out because of his illness, and we don't want to spread any germs over there, which those people certainly don't need. But uh, I was going to give a message there, so I, I prayed about it, and the Lord is telling me to just give that message, but he also added some things that I was uh, typing like crazy last night because he just brought it in. And Pastor was going to speak on intentional change, seeking change. N- nobody likes change. None of us want change, and yet change can bring good change can bring hardship, and and change makes people dig deep. We've come today for an encounter with God to be in his presence. That's why we come to worship, an intentional encounter with God. We can do it at home. People are worshiping at home, and thank you so much And I worshipped Christmas Eve at home because of the big drift that blocked my car in my garage. But it's for an encounter with God. And I really felt that as I sat in my family room with my two dogs and my cat and worshipped and lit my candle and took the Eucharist that Pastor offered. We lift up the name of Jesus and reorient ourselves God, especially when we think of these wise men following that star. I brought brought the shiniest one I could find from home. They gave a light in the dark, God gave a light in the darkness so that they could find the baby Jesus. And we're trying to find our way in the dark. It's difficult. Most definitely. But we declare our commitment to walk the path of discipleship and live as though we were part of a kingdom. We are all kin, especially in LaGrange, the small town, and Lorraine County and all the small towns. There's people that are connected to other people. It's a kinship in a kingdom of God because we are that. His light is not contingent upon what is going on around us because Christmas Eve was just a swirl of sideways wind. But it was still Christmas. And you can think of that Grinch trying to spoil Christmas for the kids and the whole town, but Christmas still happened. Christmas is truly all year long. It's not just Christmas Eve. It builds to that, and we're still... As Pastor says, you know, how many more days till Christmas? He was already, already saying that on our 10 o'clock morning devotion. 
Are we distracted from our purpose? Our purpose is to go and make disciples of God. In Isaiah 61 to 6, your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Israel had returned from Babylon after 70 years of exile. They had to rebuild the city, the businesses, and the homes again. Many people are picking up pieces after tornadoes and hurricanes and such, and they're going to be years picking up the pieces of their city and their businesses and their homes. But the elderly, they wept because their temple was gone. It's so dark this time of year, I'd like to thank Thomas Alva Edison for turning the lights on in the cities. Thank you, God, for giving us direction in this dark life. Which way are we supposed to go? We're trying to find our way, but not alone. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. Amen. Our focus is always on God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the strength, God, the Holy Spirit. The darkness at this time of year is daunting. It's so difficult. I've took all my Christmas lights down outside. It's so dark out there. I'm making sure the porch lights are on and the back light uh, because it seems so dark now when I take my puppies out. But being alone in Christ makes all the difference, for we really aren't alone. I just have to be still and know that God is still God, and God is on the throne. He always has been and always will be in the midst of all the chaos. The 12th day of Christmas, 12 days after Christmas, the Orthodox Church celebrates Christmas on January 7th. They were talking about that on the news last night when I was listening. And Putin said he was going to stop bombing the Ukraine and the people are trying to do their Christmas, but excuse me, he's still bombing. They didn't expect him to follow through with what he said. But Christmas came anyway in the midst of that evil. Epiphany. What is epiphany? It's the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. A manifestation of the divine coming into this world full of evilness. A sudden Epiphany, an epiphany, well, we've all had epiphany moments where you get a sudden revelation or an insight, a leap of your understanding due to a new key of information about a problem. And even the previous information is now put, put aside. The darker it gets, the brighter we shine to influence the culture in our part of the vineyard. The Magi were the first fruits of this coming to the light of Christ. It's a time of revelation. Jesus revealed himself to the Israelites and the Gentiles. He revealed himself to everyone, for we're all sinners and fall short of the mark. As perfect as we think we are at times, we find out, oops, I made another mistake. An encounter with Christ opens hearts. 
According to Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, I was watching the funeral on the internet playback on my phone that was this Thursday, and he was a traditionalist. Pope Francis, he's more progressive, the newer pope. He retired, Pope Pope Benedict retired because it was amid all the controversy in the Catholic Church, the priest scandal, and he had health reasons too. It would have been a great task, so he stepped aside. The greater Catholic Church, which is all churches, has had controversy from the beginning of time, and it continues to be so. We will continue to be faithful by the power of God's word to carry us through the parted sea. The Israelites did it. We're doing it. We have to do it. We will continue to do it because God's presence, his omnipotent presence is there. We cling tight to our Bible stories that we were taught in our youth. I still pull upon them at my age. And I taught them when I taught preschool for over 20 years, I kept, and I was teaching in such a school that I could tell, I could talk about God, and I told those stories daily to the youth. Those stories give us strength. Thank you, Jesus, for opening, opening up, up, up the, the faithful to your treasures of your word. We, the faithful, fall upon the treasures of God's word in the Bible. The Eucharist is the second treasure. For every good and faithful gift is from above, and God is the author of everything that is good. Our morning devotions at 10 o'clock daily, which I try to tune in every day, and if I don't tune in, I do the playback, because the playbacks are available on the Internet. Just Google LaGrange United Methodist Church, and Pastor Floyd will pop up. You can listen to any of them that you want to and the prayers that we are offering daily. But that morning devotion, as he says it, there's a purpose for that, is to bring us in God's, into God's presence. It's why he's doing it. It's why we're doing it. To feel the power and the presence of God and to feel it not alone with other believers. We try to learn about our God, and, and we try to care for our people, and we lift up those prayers, the new prayers and the past prayers, and the list that he keeps on his computer is growing and growing. And He is ever faithful, Pastor, and he prays for all of those things. You can count on our shepherd. He's praying in the middle of the night. He rarely sleeps. He says he's usually up till 1.30 a.m., 2 o'clock, because it's just... His experiences from Vietnam, it's, it's where he's at. So he uses that time to get up and plan sermons and pray. And he gets little sleep. And it's no wonder that he's now sick and has come down with COVID. I wonder, I, I, I'm in awe of him, and I often wonder, how is, he, how is he doing all this? He's supposed to have been retired how many times? And he comes out of, minister, comes out of retirement and continues to minister because that's what God keeps calling him to do. He says, I'm not going to be retired. In the new year, we take stock of the past year, and everyone takes stock of ourselves. We can always improve. 
I don't ever make any resolutions because they're too hard to keep. I just try to do something, one little thing a little better than I did before. And then I don't disappoint myself. I already disappoint myself enough. We all disappoint ourselves enough without throwing more fuel onto the fire. It can be quite gloomy for sure, but, but we need to keep looking upon the glory of God, his history, for strength, his presence, still upon, he's still upon his throne, his miracles throughout the world. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles that keep us going and bring us light. His miracles throughout the world, but even in our very little corner of the world. My nephew Brian is still alive, and we don't, nobody knows why, not even the doctors, when he was in that horrible semi-accident in New Mexico, and then had to be life-flighted to the University of New Mexico Hospital, and then was there for quite a while, and his sister and wife had to leave their jobs and fly out there to be with him, and they were like, he, we don't know why he, he, how he's alive. And he's home. He got flown back to Ohio and was in a rehab place for like a week, maybe two, and he's home. And nobody, we're shaking, our, everyone's shaking, his doctor's shaking his head. He, and he can walk. <laughs> they didn't think he'd ever walk. And his brain is, he's still Brian. But those miracles that we all need in our life, one, in your family's Life, everybody needs a miracle. We're thankful for the miracle with Paul and how well the Lord has brought him through a very serious illness. Those are encouraging things to all of us. We need those encouraging things because a lot of those prayers, you know, we think they're unanswered, but people are called to eternal life and they're not going to be with us. They're on the other side. And we don't understand all these things, but everything has a purpose unto and to God, it has a purpose. It will minister. All these things will minister to us all. When my husband Larry and I came to LaGrange, we knew immediately we had to become members of this church because the Lord was calling us to this little church, the little one by the circle, by the square. Vic always had his poem about the little church. We had personally attended many churches before we joined the little one up in Sandusky. We, we were shopping for churches when we lived up in Sandusky. And we went to the big ones and the little ones. And every church, no matter what size, has their purpose. And everybody fits in in different ways in different places. But we joined the little one that was behind the bank up in Sandusky. And that's where we felt we were called and that was when we had moved uh, back to Ohio by way of Iowa and Minnesota. And when we came here from Sandusky, we used to come to visit family in North Royalton and Strongsville. And, of course, we're coming on 303, going around that circle, sometimes more than once, figuring out where we had to go. And then we kept, I kept saying to my husband, what is this place? And that statue was there, and what is this little place? And we started investigating this little place because we wanted to not keep driving from Sandusky to visit our relatives, and we were looking for, should we live in Strongsville, should we live in North Royalton? And we were looking around, and we thought, you know, what th- that little place that we go around, how about there? You see, churches historically have always grounded families in, in a community, 
Sometimes they were on every block a different church. Why? Because they had to have church to bind the families to a community and people knew by faith in order to exist, in order to have direction, you had to be grounded to a church and a faith community. We still know that. We're experiencing the presence of God when we come into a fellowship with others and the spreading of God's love onward and outward to the community. For example, when LaGrange snapped to attention, and this community certainly did, when the Wigley family's house burned down and, and Romeo said, we're going to give all our money one day to this family and they had a collection box up. And at church here, we had a collection box up uh, in the Family Life Center because we were doing the, the girls' softball, the girls, I think, softball team, or bas- one of the sports teams, soccer. It was basketball. It was basketball, okay. They were doing the gift wrapping and there was a box up for the Wiggly family and people could put it in there. So people snapped to attention and, and then I heard through Facebook and then the word was spreading through Facebook that through the Romeo's meals and it was so crowded up there, people were, I was picking up my order. I saw Carol Gladys picking up her order. We were picking up our, our food, our wings and whatever it was and they earned over $10,000 for that family. Praise God, and it should be thus. That's LaGrange. There's churches in LaGrange because we have a faith community. And not only a sports community, but God is in this mix. He's at the head of this mix. We're going to persevere no matter what is swirling around us. The Israelites experienced crossing through that, those parted waters. But they were still on dry ground and, and were saved from Pharaoh's evil. We will continue to stay in God's presence amidst the chaos surrounding us, and we will continue to hold on to the truths that have been taught, and we'll continue to pass these on to our next generations in order to remain grounded in our faith in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And coming off Christmas and God incarnate come down to this world through that baby Jesus. What gets, an, what gets the attention more of, of adults than little, little babies and children? Look at that little girl sitting right there. Looks exactly like her mother. Those grandkids, those babies. Thank you, Lord, when these babies come into our midst and are in our church. And we hear when Declan comes, that's Jackie, our our organist's grandson, and he comes walking up the aisle or visits everybody in every pew. We love it. He's just starting to do his walking. But we have to guide the future generations. We're in the zone of proximal development. We learned that through our education classes when I was at Cleveland State. But it's, it's the concept in educational psychology. It represents the distance between what a learner is capable of doing, unsupported, and what they can do supported, because we have a pastor. We have a shepherd. We have a leader who supports us. And we support each other. We as a church seem to be in that chasm, you know, a marked division a separation or a difference, a deep cleft on this planet, such as Earth, is a gorge, which 
may now need a bridge to, to close the gaps of knowledge and splits. This understanding of COVID by medical professionals, which keeps having new epiphanies about what's, what's, all, what's it all about and how to contain that and how, what we have to do next. The chasm between the thinking and everyday life. What really works in everyday life? Forging a way of life such as the early settlers did. Making a way, being those pioneers that came here. They said a lot of people came from France to LaGrange. But people that are pioneers came, they first to explore and settle this new country. And pioneers are the first to research in medicine and develop new, new areas of knowledge. The season of Christmas for the church concludes with the baptism of Christ, and God has broken into humanity and human history in a unique way. His public ministry began then. The 12 days of Christmas are from December 26th to January 6th, Epiphany, the traditional date of Epiphany, but then... the appearance the first Sunday after January 1st. Twelfth Night is from popular tradition, and the song The Twelve Days of Christmas is a reference, and Marilyn loaned me a book because we were using it at ease, and she did a wonderful devotion from this book, Stories from Behind the Best Love Songs of Christmas. We sang one of them today, but in this I've, I've reread what she was telling us at ease. The t- song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, the first gift, partridge in a pear tree, the protective mother bird giving her life need be in danger when her, when her offspring are in danger, and the pear tree being the cross. Two turtle doves, the old in the New Testament. Three French hens. French hens were fit for a king to eat. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Three. Four calling birds. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Five maids milking. The five Old Testament books in the Law of Moses, the Torah. People didn't know this when that song was sung back in the 16th century. Six geese a-laying. The Lord made the world in six days. Eggs were a symbol of new life and creation. Seven swans of swimming, the gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, service, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, and mercy. Graceful, beautiful fowl moving with ease on the water as a life is with Christ. Eight maids milking, represented by the Beatitudes from Matthew 5. Verses 3 to 10. Poor in spirit, those that mourn, the meek, the hungry, the merciful, the pure of heart, blessed is the peacemaker and the righteousness, and the, and the, excuse me, and the righteous. Nine ladies dancing, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ten lords a-leaping, the Ten Commandments. 
Lords, lords are leaving because lords were supposed to be honorable men and had a voice of, of the law, in the law. Eleven pipers piping, eleven apostles left that took the message of life and resurrection to the world because one had fallen by the wayside. Twelve drummers drumming, the, the apostles' creed. The pace and the rhythm of this creed gives gives to the life of a believer. Now, those, those, that was for the Catholics were struggling. They had to worship underground, and then this song came about because they sang it and nobody was knowing what they really meant. But then now they don't have to hide. And now we sing that song, and people kind of consider that, that a, 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 just a diddly, a silly song but they were under oppression in the 16th century. This was in merry old England when they couldn't practice faith. It was against the Church of England. The presentation of the Lord in the temple, Candlemas, December 25th to February 2nd. See, my tree's still up because I know we're, we're finishing this season of Christmas. And I know a lot of pastors. I know Liz and Ralph Crawl. They said they leave, they leave theirs up till at least middle of January. But... Pastors know this, but we're still in the season of Christmas. And when I taught at St. Mary's, uh, the, the church is still lit up. The churches are still lit up. And now it's the season of darkness, so people want to get candles blessed, and the candles are blaring. And at my home, I turn on every battery thing that I have, and I buy a lot of batteries because it's very dark. And I just keep buying batteries, and my daughter Kim does the same. She buys, We keep the battery companies going. But they used to get the, they had a, getting the candles blessed at this time of year and dedicating and circumcision this time of year, dedicating the, the boys. But every day should be Christmas. I have a, a, something that I put in my phone that pops up every single day that every day is Easter. And I ought to add to it, every day is Christmas. Every day should be Christmas. The sacraments and Eucharist carry the people through. The people of God become the body of Christ in the world. Mary said, yes, and became an instrument of God's incarnation in the world. And we too need to say yes to the birth of the Son of God into this world. Amen. Dear Father, we thank you for the blessings of this day and all that your word would impart. And thank you for giving us the message that is yours and not mine. And prayers for our church, prayers for this world and all the evil that is in it that we all feel overwhelmed by and that you're in it, and thank you for the miracles that are in the midst of the evil. And thank you for the the next generation and the young children and the babies that you give us, that offer us hope in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. And you can stand.